The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, and it's good to be back. Chris, I got my co-host, Chris. You there, Chris? I'm here with you, James. Chris, I got to get a hat off, you know. I was able to be able to show today because our guest, Mark Slauson, kind of came over and helped me, you know, uh, today at work. So, hey, hats off to him, Chris, you know. Oh, he, he's, he's, he's a great guy. Great guy all around. <laughs> well, uh, the bad part about it is, Chris, uh, I think me and him are going to contradict each other today. We have a little argument, Chris, so you got to referee this, you know, and tell us what, you know. All these good, great college questions you got to know, you know. Yep, I'll do. I'll, I, I will. I will get in there and help you guys battle it out. <laughs> but I, I'd like to introduce my guests, all the listeners out there, all the emails I'll be getting on Mark being on the show. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Mark Slaughter, you there, Mark? I'm here. Yep, great to be here, buddy. Good to be out. You back on? You know, uh, man, just beautiful talking. Because actually, I'll be learning something. I, you know, I don't tell Chris that, but. I'll be learning some things, you know. Then I use it against her in one of my fantasy or whatever, you know, when she tried to talk sports with me. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Glad to help you out, dude. It does help. I know Chris got, I know Chris got a bunch of questions, but I'm going to start off Mark and Chris, you know, <laughs> jump right on in. Uh, but i like to start off with, you know, we had the, the big game where Ohio State lost. Um, I didn't think Mark or you know, Chris, I didn't think Ohio State was that good. Last year, they pulled out, you know, won a big game with the quarterback. Um, but they lost. You know, they should have lost against Michigan, that one play. But uh, what do you think, uh, Mark or Chris, that uh, is Ohio State the team to be beat? You know, they was beat by, you know, Michigan State, was it? Yeah. Yes, Michigan State is who beat them this past weekend. Right. But um, <clears throat> was that just one of those games, or are they the team to beat, guys? Go ahead. Mark, you start off. Well, you know, I, I, I kind of think that Ohio State had a, a similar season this season that uh, Florida State did last year. I don't know if you recall, but, I mean, Florida State was coming off a national championship win, um, and they just uh, kind of went through the motions all, all year long, didn't play particularly well, and ended up, uh, you know, getting through the regular season undefeated and, and you know, just got absolutely smoked by Ohio State in the <clears throat> in the uh, playoff, and Ohio State kind of had a, a similar season this season, I think, uh, where they were just kind of going through the motions. They didn't play particularly well at all. Couldn't really get anything together, and offensively, it was really weird. I mean, 
I know at the beginning of the season, I heard some of my friends were talking that uh, Ohio State might be like the best offense ever, which was just an absolutely ridiculous statement, obviously. But uh, yeah, that first game against uh, Virginia Tech, they looked so good, and and you know Braxton Miller was uh, you know playing wide out, and he looked like he was going to be awesome, and you know of course they had just three quarterbacks at their disposal, and. Um, you know, JT Barrett, uh, you know, started on the bench and Cardell was their, was their starter, which I, I kind of understood that. But Cardell never really got into gear and, and then, uh, you know, again, um, you know, they switched over to, back to JT Barrett, but, uh, yeah, they never really got it rolling and it was, uh, I still thought that uh, somehow, some way they were going to pull out that game against Michigan State, but, uh, you know, I guess the football gods were were on my side, and uh, Michigan State ended up winning that one. It was a it was a great game, and um, yeah, it kind of knocked uh, Ohio State back a little bit. But I mean, there's still still a few more games to play and and things to happen. So we'll see, you know, if they're completely out of the playoff picture. But um, it was a huge win for for Michigan State, obviously. Oh, absolutely. From what I understand, with Michigan State, they're they're actually in in the hunt for. You know, if, if they win a couple of good games coming up, they could possibly be, you know, in the hunt for the top four as well. So, um, but it's, but going back to Ohio State, the thing with them is is they've had some key injuries that have happened. Um, are, are, they're either on their second or third string quarterback, aren't they? Um, and they've, uh, they've they've had some 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 problems trying, as you said, trying to get things together, and they mm-hmm. just. You know, with, with that happening, you just can't make it make a go of it. Especially when you're when you're paying or playing these kind of strong teams. You know, you you, you have to either you're either that good or you're or, or you're just mediocre. And I think at this point, they're just kind of mediocre. Well, I was going to say there, there really hasn't been any injuries as far as quarterback goes for them, but you would think there was because they're just playing so poorly. I, they J.T. Barrett had to sit out a couple of games, or maybe just one game. He had a, a DWI arrest, um, so you might be thinking of that. But again, yeah, they just, yeah, they just have never been able to really get in sync. And you know, uh, of course, Ezekiel Elliott, their their tailback, um, who's you know kind of an All-American type and was considered to be a Heisman Trophy uh, finalist. He uh, you know, they, they ran the ball pretty well in that first drive against Michigan State, and for some reason they got away from uh, from running it, and it's just weird. It was weird to watch. I know they you know they lost their offensive coordinator this year. He's now the head coach at uh, Houston, Tom Herman. He's been in, uh, you know, discussion for all these job openings uh, that are coming up. So I think he, he may have been – you know, uh, kind of the secret ingredient that, that uh, kept everything together for him last year. I mean, he's had uh, a lot of success at Houston, and, you know, maybe there's something to that. I don't know if uh, the new offensive coordinator they hired just hasn't been able to, you know, to get uh, into the players' heads. And and uh, uh, obviously they're, they've are they taken a step back on the on the offensive side of the ball for sure. So. Right. Let, me, let me actually just kind of go with the Ohio State. Um, team, you know, um, you see LSU, they got the Heisman Trophy, supposed to be the best running back, um, in the, you know, in college football, but they lost three straight. Now, they're looking to buy the coach out, 
when these teams like Ohio State lose or LSU, these big-time schools like that, guys, lose, it always seems like, you know, the coach is going to get fired. It's like they expect these teams to blow and win every time. Isn't football any given Sunday or Saturday anybody can win? You know, why is it when these big-time schools like Ohio State lose, the running back talk about the coach, they want to put in a position to win, and you know. And But when the little schools lose, you know, it's no big thing. I mean, why is it always such when, you know, the big schools lose? Why is that, guys? You, you know, I would say, oh, go, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, you got it. Go ahead. I was going to say, with the big schools, I mean, there's there's more money behind it all, and 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 they 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 have to win. They they've recruited, you know, they're 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 paying more money for salaries for the coaches, you know, these these players. They they have all these these, you know, big time, you know, recruits that have, that have, that have committed to the school to come play, um, and 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 so in order for them to even Get more better players. They have to win, you know. So they, it, it, to them, it, it's a must. You know, yeah, it's it's it's, it, and and then you get someone like Michigan State, who is a good a good team, but they come in and they knock off a, a, a high ranking team for them. That that that's just a notch on their belt. So, you know, they they they, they you know, the little schools. It's like, well, you know, we can do it next Sunday. You know, we or next Saturday, we can do it next Saturday. You know, for them, it's it's not a big deal. For these other schools, it's a it's a money making situation. Totally, uh, I agree with you, Chris. And uh, I will add, you know, in addition to the the money aspect of it, is just you know the the passion of of the fans and and the communities uh, in some of these towns. I mean, Baton Rouge, Louisiana lives and dies on what LSU does every week in football, and um, you know, so there's just a, a whole lot of care that uh, that goes into it, and um, I mean, they're really, uh, with, for all intents and purposes, you know, they're the kind of the pro team of that that town. And Baton Rouge is a pretty decent sized town. I mean, I, I, of course, they do have the Saints that are down the way, so maybe that's not the best example in the world. But I would say that uh, you know the uh, the the fans, the passion of the fans, and then you know they're they're sending emails off to the the president and chancellor and AD and you know there's a lot of noise and I think the the AD starts to feel heat and they, you know they uh, you know sometimes the best course for them is just to start afresh and, and bring a new coach in now I will say that uh, I think Les Miles certainly does not deserve to be fired I mean he's been such a great coach for them and you know won a national title and they're always in the hunt every year and he's really just been so consistent. They've had very, very few bad seasons, and uh, I mean, they started off obviously really, really great this year. And I think, uh, you know, one of the main reasons that he's on the hot seat is just because of their their great start and the expectations. And you know, they've uh, obviously faltered here the last three games and kind of come back down to earth. And um, it, I mean, they're talking about I, apparently he's got like a fifteen million dollar buyout, which is just crazy so they're gonna have to pay him 15 million dollars to uh to not coach that team and i just i really don't see and i don't know who they would bring in that's going to be better than 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 miles really i mean there's very few coaches out there i think that have the pedigree and are as good a coach as he is so i don't know what they're thinking man it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out though true well you know what though mark and uh, chris i know mark you play football 
And I know, Chris, you've been around, you know, what, what I don't get where they say an athlete is different than another one. You know, you have a five-star, four-star, you know. I just think any athlete that's good enough to play the sport, I mean, can play at a big-time school. Now, if you put a guy that, you know, say he's a one-star, but if you put him up at a five-star school, he's going to play like a five-star, right? Clear. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you look at some of the players, you know, for instance, you know, we, we know Gronkowski went to University of Arizona. Arizona's not exactly a powerhouse school. However, you look at how he plays, and he plays like he's a powerhouse. Um, uh, you, you look at, uh, was, it, was it Sterling Sharp who went to um, um, a small, I think it was a 2A school, and, and, and look, what, look what he did. You, just, you never know how they're going to be you know, given given the right circumstance, the right team, the right, you know, coaches, the right plays, you never know. But, but that goes back to your answer, what you said, Chris, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, where you say, you know, they got the big-time recruits, they're supposed to win, but an athlete's an athlete, right? You just said that, right? So yes. they're because they're at this big-time school. Am I wrong for saying that, Mark, or what? No, you know, I, I I agree with you on that. And another one I'll say is I think J.J. Watt, I think he was like a two-star uh, tight end coming out of high school. Um, but uh, you know what? I, and it, it's changed so much. I mean, I've been following college football for many, many years. And, you know, the recruiting has become such a major deal. It, it, you know, you never used to see recruiting rankings on ESPN and, you know, all this stuff, it's just gotten, it's just kind of blown up. And I think oftentimes these five-star guys come in and they just, you know, they they feel entitled. They've been, you know, everybody's been telling them that they're, you know, the best player in the country. And, you know, they just kind of think it's going to be easy sailing. They get in and, you know, that everything's going to go perfectly. And uh, a lot of those guys, I don't think, have the edge of some of these, you know, these three. And, I mean, there's some two stars that make it, but, um, so I think that plays into it too. I think just, uh, entitlement and, and just, again, people just patting these guys on the back, tell them how great they are. Like I, you know, again, I follow the university of Texas pretty closely and we've had many, many five stars that have, uh, just faltered and been terrible. And a lot of them have gotten in trouble and, you know, got kicked out of the program and, 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 you know, and, uh, there's been plenty of, of you know, three-star guys that have, have been awesome and contributed. And, um, you know, so I don't, I don't again, I, with those rankings, I, I think they, they throw a lot of those measurables in there, the size of the guy, how fast they run, how well they play in these camps. But uh, you really, again, that, yeah, like you said, they're, they're, they're going to be suiting up against these five-star guys. Sometimes those guys just, you know, they play up to their competition and, uh, you know, maybe the five stars, you know, some, sometimes play down to their competition. So that's a good point, man. Yeah. Well, so so I, I have a question though. So since we're talking about, uh, uh, Chris, Chris, go ahead. I looked you off, but um, I got the music. Let's take the break. Then we will come back, Chris. Well, uh, actually, what I'll do is I ask one more question. I'll let you take over with your question, Chris. Sounds so great. So you can get my going, you know. But this is James Lovey, co-host and Chris, and I guess. Um, Hey, Chris, you ain't no guest. You might as well host the show with us, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. I'm with it. Job. Man, come on, man. That's Chris Carter. Remember that, Mark? Yes, I know Chris Carter. <laughs> come on, man. 
Come on, man. But when I get knocked off, and I will be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Surfing is taking the world by storm. It's not just the sport itself, but the culture that surrounds it. From music to fashion, art and competition, Surf Talk Show is the place that will showcase it all. Your hosts are JJ and the Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and the entertainment that will keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. on the East Coast on Voice America Sports. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I said, you know... I've been doing this for five and a half years. It's great guests on, you know. But uh, when you get a guest on, you start learning some things. It's kind of interesting, you know. It makes the show a lot better. Plus, it makes me better on different shows. So, I want to get a hand out to Mark, you know, Chris, you know. I'm not a college guy, you know. I'm probably more pros, but, you know, because I think college get, some teams get yanked around, you know. But I'm learning, you know, from Mark, you know, different things. Why does that happen? And, you know, Chris, yep. so that's good. I know. Chris? It's, it's always good to have you on, Mark. Oh, it's you great know. to be here, always. Well, let, let me get into um, a couple more things. Then I'm going to let Chris, if Chris did a homework, Mark, you better watch out. That's <laughs> <laughs> at the library. <laughs> but, um, uh. Uh, my thing, Mark, I want to throw in some, you know, I like to talk college, and you know, I'm learning about it, you know. Um, a lot of people say they like to watch college better than a pro because the players out there seem determined because they want to get to that next level. But, uh, Mark, you notice nowadays, you know, um, college has turned almost to like pro. Now you got signing day for high school on TV for college. Now you got where well, you can commit when you were junior in high school to these colleges. Isn't it getting started out of hand now with these college guys where they're almost like professional athletes, Mark? And Chris, do you think so? No, oh, 100%, man. I mean, it's, uh, I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but yeah, I, I remember when, uh, when I was in school, 
at, at Texas and I was following kind of their recruiting classes and things like that, I mean, I'd have to really dig to, to find information on it, and it would be more or less just little articles in the, in the newspaper, and, and, you know, it was, they did have rankings and, and things like that, but it was really kind of a niche type of uh, deal. Nowadays, I mean, it's it's in your face. I mean, every time I every time I throw on ESPN on the ticker, you see uh, uh, you hear about somebody recruit you know a recruit committing to a certain school, and uh, you know it's gotten to be a huge deal. I mean, it's it's actually kind of a big business. You know, these uh, rival you know rivals and all these other websites. You know, they uh, they make a lot of money uh, providing that information. And I think it's just kind of feeding the beast. You know, I mean, there's just there's passionate, you know, football fans out there. They want to they want to find out who's coming into their school and you know what uh, what their team's going to look like in you know the in the future in the next couple of years. And uh, I mean, I'm guilty as charged. I I get into that. And um, but yeah, I do think it does affect you know the players because again, you know they're they're already kind of pseudo celebrities. You know, by the time they even step foot on a on a college campus and um, you know, I, I think it's that's a lot for a 17-year-old kid to, to take in. I mean, I can't imagine how big my head would have been had I, you know, seen my name scrolling across ESPN, you know, when I was 17 years old. And, uh, and, and you know, some players take it well and, and, and go on to have great uh, careers, and, and other people, obviously, it doesn't work out for everybody. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely changed, and uh, I'm not sure it changed for the better, man. Yeah, I, I agree with what Mark's saying, but but the one thing I want to I want to make sure that that everyone realizes is the one one word you said was business. It's a business, and and they have to, you know, have um, um, rules and regulations and, and and make sure that they have structure, and with it they they have deadlines, and and that's where you know they they have, you know they they need to know who's coming and and and. You know, it's 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 money. It's it's all drawn from money. So it's it comes from the 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 NCAA and and then from you know the 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 boosters and you know it's it, it's a business and and they have to treat it accordingly. So and and if they don't, then the you know just like just like a normal business would would die. So yeah, they they have to. Absolutely. I kind of go back with your mark because I know back when I played. Me and Chris had to look it up. Do you remember the Street and Smith bookmark? Oh yeah. Definitely. I you know, we had man, we got one, you know, I'm in it. The best receiver in Wyoming. I had to throw that out there. Is two that years. in there? Two years you're in there. Two years I was in there, but that was the only thing where you knew where a player what school he was going to, Mark, you know what I'm saying? And that little oh, book yeah. you, you remember that? That's how you knew what player was going. Now it's like on T V you got the the news flash and you got uh, little Johnny and with his pants next to him, and he's signing. He got four hats in front of him, and he picked, you know what I'm saying? And now, like you say, Mark, you know, man, you could go anywhere. You know, as a 17 uh ESPN, or you're seeing the news come to your house, you know. That, that's, oh, it's, like, absolutely. You know, it's – is there anything worse than a hat trick? I mean, that's just – oh, God, I hate watching that. I mean, I, I feel uh, – <laughs> It's it's embarrassing for me to to watch kids do that for some reason. I just that's the worst man when they have all the hats out. I I you know I, I like the guys who 
And, and there, you know, again, we talk about these guys who make a big production of it. I mean, I've seen, like, kids that make videos about, I saw a guy, I think he, he uh, uh, was committing to Notre Dame, and he had, he literally, like, had a bus that he was pulling um, with, uh, you know, he had a rope tied to a bus. He, like, pulled this bus down the street. And, the, you know, once the bus, you know, got far enough, it revealed that he was going to Notre Dame. It's just like, dude, come on, man. Seriously, I mean, the egos on these guys, it's, it's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty terrible. Um, I'm kind of getting to the point, honestly, where I just I can't even do it anymore. But uh, I'll still take a, a sneak peek to see who, who Texas is bringing in. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, again, like back in the day, uh, James, like you said, I mean, you really had to, had to search it out, and, and uh, it was just so much more um, uh, difficult to find out that information. And, and uh, yeah, I'm sure the, the recruiters were working just as hard, but, uh, you know, that information wasn't really just thrown in the public's face like it is now. So times are changing, that's for sure. Yep, that's true. Great. So, all right. Uh, the college football rankings have come out again. And we know that both Clemson and, and Alabama have remained steady. Uh, right now, we Oklahoma and, I, and I, Iowa both joined the top four. So as, as, as we talked about, Ohio State fell to Michigan State. But Notre Dame, they won. But, and they, you know, they beat Boston College. I think it was like a three-point win. Um, however, uh, the... the, the the, the college football rankings didn't think that that three points was enough to keep them in the top four. Uh, do, do, do you agree with this? I can't wait. I'm going to let Mark go first because I want to follow him, Chris. Please All right. go first, Mark. Hey, Mark, what do you think? Let, let me tell you this, okay? The frustrating part to me about this whole situation is the fact that, that Alabama is just a given that they're number two, and nobody questions anything about what Alabama has done. Mm-hmm. And that really bothers me because if you actually look at their schedule and look at the teams that they've played and look at how down the SEC is, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's really ridiculous. I mean, I, I, honestly, I, I look at – I think Notre Dame's got a better uh, schedule and has, has a better reason to be ranked higher than Alabama does. And I think Michigan State certainly does, and Iowa. I just, I think the public has been duped into believing that the SEC champion is just a given in this Final Four, and that uh, if you win the SEC somehow, you have just done this unbelievable feat. And man, just look at the. I mean, did you guys see some of the games this year or this week in the SEC? Yes. I mean. Georgia went to overtime against Georgia Southern. Uh, Florida went to overtime against Florida Atlantic. Now South Carolina lost to the Citadel. I mean, these are Citadel, bad teams, I know. All teams that are taking these SEC supposed powerhouses, you know, to the limits. And it's just, uh, it's just so frustrating to me because I don't, I don't think, I really don't think that Alabama deserves to be in the top four right now. And again, everybody just automatically assumes that they're they're there, and they, you know they'll stay there until they lose, which I don't think they will. Right. So it's frustrating getting to Notre Dame. I mean, they're petering out. I'll be the first to admit it, James. I know you you're ready to jump on this one, but uh, 
you know, they started off hot, and they, they have, I think, still some, some good wins. I mean, they, they beat a, a good Temple team, and they beat Navy and USC. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of those wins that they had early aren't looking as great as they, uh, as they once were. Um, but the other thing to, to, to keep in mind, Chris, is that, um, you know, Notre Dame beat Texas this year. I think it was like 38-3, to three, something along those lines. Just absolutely killed them. And uh, Texas beat Oklahoma. Or, excuse me, yeah, Texas beat Oklahoma. That's hard for me to even uh, <laughs> believe, so I, it was hard to, hard to hear. Um, so, you know, they, they've got a common opponent, Oklahoma and Notre Dame. And uh, uh, the, the the outcomes were quite different in, in the scenario. So uh, it's hard for me to think that uh, that OU should be ranked higher than the Notre Dame. I think you know Notre Dame has a has a pretty solid case for being in the top four. So I'll stop there. And James, well, what were you going to say, buddy? Well, Chris, uh, just like I said, you know, I think it was last week or a week before I said these schools get these ranking because of their name. It's not fair. You know what I'm saying? I just said that. You know, you're getting right. uh, Mark Sanders, Alabama. Look at the schools they playing. Garbage can state, you know, stuff like that, you know. But because it's Alabama, like you say, they just, like, giving it to them, you know. Notre Dame, the same thing. I mean, I remember with Notre Dame, the one coach they had that far I can't think of, he had the horrible season, season four, Wiggins, and whatever, and they still was ranked. It was six games. How do you still get ranked and you lost six games? Come on. You know, but these schools are getting it like Alabama. You playing uh, Alabama Southern, you know, and you still barely beating them, and and you still rank one and two. You're not moving, you know. And then you got another school, uh, uh, Air Force or Wyoming, that's you know undefeated, but can't get because they say, well, they ain't playing good enough ranked team. Well, heck, Florida um, Atlanta can't no damn better than no Wyoming, you know. Right. So that's what they, you know, but so these schools, like Chris was saying, the business is the money. Everybody want to see Alabama, um, Florida, and nobody wants to see no Wyoming or Air Force in the big time. You know what I'm saying? That's what they want to see. That's like the NFL. Everybody talking about, you know, nobody want to see a weak team play, you know, in the Super Bowl. So they be, you know, that's the same thing. It's money. What, you know... Uh, Mark, if you ever think about this, not to jump off the track, but if you ever watch the basketball series, it always goes to game seven of the capture. Why? Because everybody wants more money. The league wants more money to generate to more games. It might seem like it ain't picked, but that's what everybody wants to see, game seven. Nobody wants to see them winning at four. Am I right, Mark? Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, that's that's true. I mean, I'm not sure if, I, if I'm buying into it. I think it's conspiracy theory on that, but I'm sure – that the NBA would uh, would uh, I mean of course they're going to prefer to have a seven game series you know and and one more thing about Alabama I mean just again you look back at last year okay I thank God they have a, a four game playoff because if last year if they had the the former system in place the national championship BCS championship game would have been Alabama and Florida State and. Uh, I'm sure Alabama would have won that, and they would have, you know, claimed another SEC, you know, national mm-hmm. title. And uh, I don't know; it's just it's it's highly frustrating. I mean, they they played against, you know, they had. I mean, I think the SEC's been down for a couple of years, really. And last year, they, you know, obviously they won the SEC, and then 
they they got exposed against Ohio State. You know, they just got absolutely outmanned and uh, dominated in that game. And I just, it's, uh, you know, I saw a stat um, the other day that the, again, the SEC, they make their living off playing against these FCS teams and these, you know, bad out-of-conference schedules. So they all have inflated records and whatever. It's just, it's, it's silly. But the stat was that out of the 14 SEC teams, they scheduled a total between all 14 teams of 11 Power 5 out-of-conference games this year. That's it. And all, and they all have four uh, non-conference games because they only play eight games in the SEC and their uh, SEC schedule. So it's frustrating to me. It's uh, what you can say about the SEC is that their their fans are super passionate. Their their games are are fun to watch as far as just the the crowds and and you know they they feel bigger. They do, and, and I think it's just. It, they, they've been marketed so well, and there's such a high stakes with you know with ESPN and CBS owning the you know the coverage rights to their to the SEC that uh, there's just this you know self perpetuating situation where they everybody tells you how great they are, so you know you just kind of fall into it and believe it. And um, I mean, it's worked wonders for them, and I mean, I don't you know it's. It's, but it is frustrating because, I mean, look at a team like Michigan State who they've got three wins against top ten teams, and they're still behind Alabama. And mm-hmm. Alabama, I don't, I don't think that they actually have a win against the top twenty teams. So it's just crazy. I don't, I don't get it. It's, I mean, I do understand why it happens because of all the things that I just mentioned, but it's, it's a very frustrating thing to watch year after year play itself out. What we gotta do, Mark, we gotta take another break. We'll be our last, we'll go straight to the show. But after we come back, uh, um, Chris, you can finish up, but I wanna uh, say one more thing about what you said, Mark, when we come back. But this is James Loving, Chris, and Mark. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James, Chris, and Mark. That sounds good, doesn't it? Hey, there's a ring to that. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, before we get on, Mark, I just want to go one more thing. What you said where, you know, uh, Alabama got spoke. What about um, Notre Dame when they had that big year when they had that um, linebacker Mateo? They were all this and that, and Alabama exposed them. Remember that, Mark? You didn't say nothing I about did. that. Am I right? You are right, actually. So, uh, I mean, look, I'm not saying that the SEC has been – awful for years and years because they've had some some very bright moments, especially in the past 10 years. I mean, uh, I'm not going to argue that. However, in a year like this, when you just look at the, I mean, you gotta, you gotta look at the facts, man, and look at the, the, the teams that they've played and, you know, they're out of conference because you, you can't judge a conference by how they beat up on each other because that happens in every conference. But if you look at their their out of conference schedule and the teams that they played, I mean they've just, I mean I, I mentioned it earlier, but there's just some willfully bad teams that are taking these guys to the wire, beating them on occasion too, and it's just uh, I just don't see it. I don't think that they're. I mean Alabama is basically propping up their entire conference, and uh, um, I don't think they're that good. I mean they're they obviously have a stout defense and and. Uh, you know, a good running game, but I mean, they're pretty one-dimensional, and I I really think that if uh, you know if they, I'm sure that they'll get to the playoffs, um, and I, I I don't expect them to to win it all this year, but yeah, that that Notre Dame season, James, that was uh, I think there was a lot of people that that felt that Notre Dame, you know, was a little bit overrated that year. Um, they had, you know, they had some good wins on their on their schedule, but. Um, I don't think there's too many people that were surprised that they they got uh, they got handled by Alabama. I mean, I was fully expecting them to to lose that game, and and uh, so, anyways, I guess good point, dude. You got me. Um, that uh, I don't expect that to happen this year. No. Well, one thing I want to talk about Notre Dame. Just just before we before we start talking about the NFL. Um, it was a couple of years, maybe about three, four years ago, that Notre Dame just could not buy a win. But almost every Sunday they had a game on TV, <laughs> or, or Saturday they had a game on TV. It's like, how are how are they having a losing season, and yet every Saturday they had a game on TV? That made no sense to me. Well, 
Chris, they've got a they have a contract with NBC Sports right. to televise a good portion of their games, and I, I I agree. I mean, it's this day and age, you can almost find anybody on TV. Though I, uh, it, it's it's so rampant. I mean, there you got to look for it. Sometimes you got to look go to the internet for some of the smaller teams, but. There's such an interest in, in Notre Dame football nationally. You know, it's a Catholic university, so there's yeah. a lot of um, fans who didn't attend the school um, but just have adopted them as their college, you know, just because of their religious affiliation and just because they've been such a national uh, program for so many years. And so even though they were, they were terrible, I think you're probably referring to the tail end of the Charlie White's era or the Ty Willingham era. They've they've had some they've had some dog seasons, and yeah, you're right. They're on their in a nationally televised game, you know, on on NBC, you know, on a, a major channel. So yeah, it's uh, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> you know what? Hold on, Chris. Hold on, but you're right, Mark. Because if you look at it now, Mark and Chris, now you got a team that got six or seven losses, and it's day in a bowl game. They made up so many new bowl games so teams could be in it. So it's kind of what Mark was saying, you know. They got the contract. Now they got the contract with the bowl game. They let a sorry team in the bowl game. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about money. Like Mark said, the contract, they got a, It's another game plan. Everybody's going to watch no things. Even though they still lost six games, they won six. People going to be tuning in on Saturday to see another game. So you're right, Mark. And, oh, totally. You know. And, look, I'm going to be watching, I mean, Texas has to win out. Uh, if Texas wins their next two games, then uh, they're 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 the favorite to be in the uh, 2,000 flushes toilet bowl. So we'll all look for that one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm going to switch gears here. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFL, and I'd really like to talk since we're all here in the area. I'd like to talk a little bit about the Broncos. First and foremost, you know, we know Peyton Manning had a had a great season last year. I mean, he was just on top of the world. This year he's he's struggling, you know, really struggling, you know, and having injuries and stuff. Um, do you think he stayed in the NFL one season too long, Mark? Um, I don't know. I, I think that's a tough question. That you know, he's been he's been dinged up, and um, you know, he I, I saw him play pretty well when he when he was healthy. Now that last game. Um, that was just painful to watch. And, uh, you know, he threw four interceptions, uh, maybe all four in the first half. I can't, I can't recall exactly. Um, but clearly he wasn't hundred uh, percent physically. Um, you know, you could make that argument. I mean, I, I, I think he was just so close to reaching the pinnacle and, and, uh, you know, getting to the Super Bowl. you know, just wanted to, to, to you know, get that Super Bowl win to end his career, and um, the way he's played this year really hasn't given any indication that 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 is going to take place. And now you got to take into consideration too the the new offense that they've implemented with Kubiak, uh, their coach, and um, you know he's doing. It, it seems like it's not really jiving with with his skill set, and you know Manning is more of a the, he likes you know he likes the to be in the shotgun, and Kubiak is more of a, you know, he's like a play-action type guy. And so that requires, you know, 
a lot of moving around from the quarterback and you know Payton just kind of likes to sit back and dissect and and uh and make his throws but yeah he, he's definitely lost uh he's lost his fastball it's just like he's throwing ducks up there and it's it's uh it's rough to watch I'm rooting hard for him but um you know, with Osweiler in there last week, it, you know, the offense looked more in sync. It really did. Mm-hmm. And um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens when when uh, when Manning is cleared to play. And, I mean, this, this week, you know, they got New England on Sunday night. Um, if Osweiler plays well and, and actually the, the Broncos actually win that game, that's going to be a tough decision for, for a Kubiak to make. I mean, um, and again, a lot just depends on how he plays. But I mean, how would you like to tell Peyton Manning, you know, out coming back from an injury that he's, you know, he's going to be benched? I mean, that that's I don't know. It'll be yeah. really really interesting to see how that all plays out. True, James. What, what do you think about uh, him staying once he's too long? Well, I don't think. I think one, um, like Mark said, um, you know, you got a new coach, new offense. You know, Peyton Manning, you know, they probably just, you know, different things changes with him, you know, the coach. I don't know, QB. Because if you look at years before, Peyton Manning didn't even need no place in there. He was calling him on his own. He called it mm-hmm. from the line. And you rarely see him do that now. You see him looking at his wrist, looking at plays, or, you know. So I think, like you said, the offense has changed now, you know. Um, and, Mark, you, I, you know, and Chris, you know, anytime I don't care who it is, it could be, uh, little Billy off the street. Every time a starting quarterback to start, either messing up or get hurt, the second guy that comes in always does good. Everybody says, oh, it's clicking. And all. It always happens, don't it? Every quarterback. Oh, oh totally, man. I mean, you remember back to, like, Rob Johnson when he took over. Um, yeah. He was a backup and came in. I mean, Matt Castle back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, That's Look at Scott Mitchell. Get off the field now, you know. Look out! No, always No, and that's what that's what I was kind of saying. Like this week, when they play New England, because obviously New England is, you know, they're gonna they're gonna come with some funky game plan and try and confuse him. And if he somehow gets through that game and plays well, which I'd, I'd be surprised if he did. But if he does, then you know, I mean, you're gonna have to give him credit and. and they're going to have a, a tough decision to make when, when Manning is cleared to play because right. um, Manning has not been able to get it done against the Patriots. Oh. And, uh, you know, so uh, I don't know. That would be a pretty pretty crazy situation, I think, if, if Osweiler plays well against that defense uh, in that big of a kind of primetime game. Uh, I think you'd have to really give him some consideration uh, to take it over if that is the case. So. Yeah, so speaking about that, I mean, we have the, the number one offense versus the number one defense coming up this weekend. Tell me your predictions. You know, Mark, what, what, what do you think is going to happen between Denver and New England? Um, I think New England's going to win, um, unfortunately. Uh, although, you know, the Patriots have looked a little vulnerable the last couple of weeks, and, and last week, um, I mean, Brady was just getting knocked around. I think he got sacked six times. Um, but, again, the Patriots always seem to play well, and the the bigger the game, the better they play, it seems. 
And so I expect them to, to come out and play very well against the, against the Broncos. And, um, it's going to be exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I was, it's, it is an awesome matchup. I mean, the Broncos defense is so solid. That's been the frustrating part. You know, it's just their, their defense is so good and their offense has just been turning the ball over and, and unable to move it. Um, you know, with Manning there, I mean, the first six weeks or so, it's kind of like they were doing it with smoke and mirrors, you know, just um, just kind of eking out wins where it's almost like they're not taking advantage of having such a great D, you know, um, so that's the frustrating part. Um, but, uh, you know, again, if, if, if Manning is healthy, I think they're a different team, and, and uh, so it remains to be seen how hurt he really was and, um, you know, how he plays when he's fully healthy, so... Um, but yeah, I expect, uh, unfortunately, I expect the, the Patriots to win this one. What do you think, James? You know, I'm, I mean, you know what? The thing, the way I've seen Manny play when they played the Bills, he can be rattled. That team, you know, can be rattled. These Denver got the defense to do it. So, you know, like I say, if that game with Buffalo, what, 10 6, something like that, I think it was, or that was 13 or yeah, 20. 20 to 13 was the final. Um, yeah. And if ever like you say, Mafa um, could click and get you know one or two touchdowns, and that's all I need. Because if you look at Buffalo, they got hurt by right before half that touchdown. Now if they didn't, yeah. New England didn't get that. Buffalo probably would have won. So, and I think yeah. Denver won't give up that. So I think Denver will, will win it. It'll be a low scoring game like the Buffalo game, I think. So I think Denver uh, sixteen. Um, New England 10 or 9. I think it'll be one of those field goals. You know what I'm talking about? They're not yeah, in the but, game in the first round, but they don't score. That's what I think. Mark. I'd love to see. You know what? That's a weird thing. And this is kind of off point, but it seems like Sunday night football games have really surpassed Monday night football games as far as just the better matchups. And, uh, uh, you know, it seems like the Monday night games are kind of dogs, kind of boring games, but the Sunday night games always seem to be super solid, so just a random thought. Great. So, Mark, we talked about this over the break. I told you we were going to bring this up, but here we go. So, Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, you know, Cleveland Browns quarterback, um, basically, you know, he's, he's at it again. You know, one week after being named the team starter, um, he's been demoted to third-string quarterback. Um and basically, this this came from a, a social media posting, you know, of him partying, you know, last weekend down in Texas. Uh, and prior to that, before prior to him going to coach to, to Texas, the coaches had spoken to him and asked him to handle himself the right way, you know, because of the the issues and problems he's had, you know, with with the partying and, and stuff that he's he's done. You know, how do you see Manziel's future with the with the Browns? Uh, it's, uh, I don't think it's very. Uh... Promising, obviously. I mean, he's uh, he hasn't shown that he can just be a mature pro and take care of his business. I mean, he's he's an idiot, you know. And uh, I mean, who's to say? You know, again, like like you mentioned, like the whole social media thing. It's like part of me it feels kind of bad for the guy. I mean, he was. You know, the guy likes to, to get out and party and, and do whatever, um, like most people do um, at that age. Uh, I mean, I know I was 
I was partying like a rock star when I was his age. Uh, of course, I wasn't the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, but... Making millions of dollars, um, yeah. You know, it's it's almost to the point where this whole social media, uh, you can't even go out without somebody taking your picture or taking a video of you. Um, it, it's, it's, it's hard. Uh, you know, I, I think I would... I think if you if you look back to... Some of the other players that played in the past, uh, you know, they were probably going out just as much as he was, and if not more. Um, but he's, you know, just a target out there. But again, um, the guy's making millions of dollars. He's our first round draft choice. He's a quarterback. He's got to be smarter than that. And and you know, keep it keep it inside, man. You know, just um, don't make a fool of yourself when you're in public. So. Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, but yeah, I don't think, uh, obviously that's something that's been drilled into his head, uh, with Cleveland and, um, he's not getting the message or if he is, he doesn't care enough to, to change his ways. And he's always kind of been that way. I mean, he's, even when he was at A&M, he was always just like kind of a cocky dude and, um, didn't like to listen to what other people said and, and, uh, kind of did his own thing and, uh, obviously, uh, it's it's not uh, it's not working for him at this uh, moment in time. So, yeah, I don't. Know. I uh, I imagine that they're gonna they're gonna cut him loose uh, at their first opportunity. And the other thing I would say is that he's just really not that great of a quarterback. So he's not gonna have uh, a, you know he's gonna have a short leash. If he was uh, you know dominating the league like Aaron Rodgers or something like that. You know, they probably look past a lot of that stuff. But uh, the fact is, he's really not that great. Um, and uh, so I think that contributes to him, uh, you know, the punishment that he's been getting for, for his actions. And James, what do you think about all that? Well, like I was saying when I first started the show five years ago, when is the player's private time so important to people? It should be everybody like, oh, you, you know, represent the team. Yeah, I understand that too, but, you know, you had time where, you know, he won a party, yeah, but, God, Johnny even took it too far. I mean, he had so much trouble in the media following you, and you know they're following you, and you're still doing things. You need to be out of the league. Plain and simple. I mean, he, he just don't care. There's other players out there that want to be in that position, and he's in a position that he don't even care that somebody else could be in. That what makes me mad, you know, but, you know, hey, what can you do? That's what Cleveland want to put up with. You know, they putting up with it, you know. They know how that man is. He ain't going to change. He improved that, you know. So, the more in the third stream, he still ain't doing it. He's still making money. still going to do his own. Cut him. Give him your game. Let him go get somebody else that chance. Very you true. Know? Very true. But, Chris, we got the music in my ear. We got to end the show. But I want to thank you again, Mark and Chris. And then next we got to do it again. Same bad time, same bad channel. Sounds good to me. Uh, I'll be here. Uh, you take care, man. I'll be here. Have a happy Thanksgiving, right. you guys. You too. you too. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry. James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.